Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, we have a blog that lists out every single book we mention, much less talk about. That can be found at libraryoverload.home.blog. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook account. You can find us at Library Overload there. Today we are going to be catching up with what we've been reading lately. We always love doing these episodes. Yay! Yay! And guess what? My what? my reading slump is over. We're so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> We're so happy for you. My little reader heart is all a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I guess I will get started. And the my issue. <laughs> Tell me. Is that now that I have been reading so many books that I have enjoyed that have a bit of smuttiness in them. You can't stop, can you? I can't stop. It's like a drug. And I find that some other books are boring. If you're like, where's the sex? Right. Like, I'm like, maybe that's why some people say they can't get into YA. Because they're there's looking for something else. And I kind of get it. It took me a minute to get into one of my books. But once I got into it, I loved it. But it took me a minute. Hmm. But I am going to start with smut. You <laughs> shocking no one. Right. Maybe someday this will calm down. But I'm just really <laughs> bored with other books right now. Well, if you are looking for smut in a book that does not have it, I'm sure you could find fan fiction somewhere that you this could just probably true. slip in in between chapters. <laughs> you know, I've never once read fan fiction unless, Girl. except technically, I think Fifty Shades of Grey is considered fan fiction. <laughs> terribly written right. fan fiction there's right. so much better stuff out there there are some fan fictions that i'm like why are you not an author like why are mm-hmm. you not writing novels because they're so good oh wow mm-hmm. girl i will help you i will lead you okay into the dead take my that hands is- and lead me <laughs> lead me astray <laughs> i have got you <laughs> all right well the first book i'm gonna start with it kind of goes back to my reverse harem that I've been on. Wonderful. This one's called Harem of Fangs. It's by Emma Dawson. Is it about vampires? It is. And this is a, it's technically considered a series. It's called Stairway to Harem. But each book is about a different person in the group and a different subset of paranormal activities or creatures. Mm-hmm. Like one book's about vampires. The next one's going to be about werewolves. All right. But... I did not care for this one so much, so I probably won't finish it. Oh, goodness. Some things that I did enjoy. The heroine is 38 years old. Nice. Yes. And they talk about the ageism that exists in the world, and I really appreciated that. But she's a 38-year-old paranormal author who goes to a bar to pick up her drunk friend and stumbles into this whole other world. (laughs) And she ends up being a vampire queen. That is quite a leap. Right. But in this world, she's human until she can become queen. And there's only a challenge to queenship every 100 years. Goodness. But it's the 100th year. And so the guys, there's five of them, they find her and they say, you're supposed to be with each of us and pick your mate. And then once you have picked your mate, you go and challenge the queen. And if you win, you'll come into all your powers and you'll be a queen. But... Whoever you don't pick as your mate 
is supposed to get killed. Oh, my. Right? Well, she's like, no, I don't really care for that. So, blah, blah, blah. She saves everybody. But the the plot was lacking. Okay. I feel like it was a very veiled attempt to just have smut on every single page. Mm. And there was not much story there. Gotcha. There could have been so much more. So you do like uh, some plot with your porn. I do. I really do. And I appreciate <laughs> that you called it that. Thanks. <laughs> but I need there to be a story there. It's not just right. I want to read dirtiness for the sake of reading dirtiness. Right. But some of this stuff didn't even make any sense. And it's gotcha. like, can we, can we have some sort of plot to get us from point a to point b like i could see the concept and i could see but it just needed so much more development the execution was not yes yes but i really enjoyed the fact that she was 38 years old and that they talked about that you know that's not super old that's right you know she's still a powerful badass woman blah 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 i appreciated that part of it but that's about the only thing i liked Mm. so i i definitely don't think i'm gonna read the rest of them just because i mean why yeah well, that stinks. But I mean, with the amount of of that stuff that you're reading, I mean, you're bound <laughs> to find true. one. Yeah, this is true. Um, the the cover is gorgeous, though. She's really? in this bright red like ball gown dress, sitting on a a stairway with snow all around. Ooh. It's very pretty. Very nice. Yeah. It's not but, like half naked people wantonly. Like, no, not clutching like, their breasts. Right, not like some of the other books that I read. <laughs> um, no, but it 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 just needed so much more. Mm. I only finished it because I wanted to count it for bingo. Otherwise, I would have stopped reading. And it was only like two hundred and fifty pages. So. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it was not. It wasn't doing it for me. I gotcha. The things we do for book bingo. Right. I have been very pleased this month. Everything that I just happened to want to read, mm-hmm. I was able to fit in. That's good. Somewhere. So I'm I'm very pleased. I have had a couple far. of months like that. Mm-hmm. And this month I'm struggling just a little bit more. But I'm still going to bingo. So. Well, so far though, I've just been like, oh, this book goes with this one. I'm not trying to like line things mm-hmm. up yet. Yeah, me And either. so I've got like just sporadic little, me too. little spots. So me too. we'll see. We're just halfway through the month. Right. So. I'll figure it out. Yeah, this one had, uh, I went with the prompt person on the cover. Mm. And I've used that one this month as well. I just, I finished it to count it for bingo. Otherwise, I would not have finished it. I think I gave it like two stars. Mm. And that's low for you. Yeah, it was not. It just, it could have been good. But I feel like to have been better, it would needed to have been its series on its own. Okay. And there was just not enough development in 250 pages to get across the world building and yeah. the everything that was needed. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my first book I'm going to talk about is actually one that I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I was just starting. And this is 13 by Steve Cavanaugh. Guys. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So you guys know I don't typically choose thrillers for myself mm-hmm. uh, simply because a lot of them have become so saturated with instead of writing a very well told story it's more of let's see how many times I can shock you mm-hmm. and this one was everything this had a fantastic plot that spoke to my soul interesting and 
but it also had the uh, slight scares, adrenaline rush, like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like it had everything. So this has been kind of everywhere recently. Mm-hmm. It just came out. So this one is about a Hollywood it couple. The wife is murdered and Robert, her husband, is on trial for the murder of her mm-hmm. and their body, their head bodyguard. Okay. But Robert is not guilty. The real killer has found himself on the jury so he can watch it how, play out. How how does that happen? He kills everybody he needs to to get on the jury. And it's all right. Fascinating. Oh my god, it's so good. So this one is actually and I didn't know this before I picked it up. This is actually part of a series, but it's more like standalone books just featuring the same lawyer. So this is actually an Eddie Flynn novel and it's number 4 of the series. He is a con man turned lawyer. So he's figured out a different way he can use his presence and his um What's that word where uh, his charisma to, I got it. I got it I'm by so myself. I'm so proud of you. I got it by myself. It is my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he can use his talents for good instead of just for himself. So this is the fourth book of him being a lawyer. And Eddie is asked by Robert's big hotshot of a lawyer. Eddie is asked by that lawyer if he wouldn't mind coming on and uh, supporting the team of uh-huh. lawyers that he has. I gotcha. Well, Robert's uh, movie company, like the producing company that he's kind of signed on with, decide that this is just too much for them and they will no longer be paying for his lawyer. Uh-huh. And so the lawyer's like, well, bye, bud. I'll see you uh, when I see you on the day before oh the gosh. trial is to start. Wow. And Eddie is like, you know what? I'm going to help you out, bud. Like, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you. And it's fantastic. Like, it was so good. There were times where I was a little nervous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so good. I was very, very, very pleased with this thriller. Awesome. Yes. I I gave it four stars, which is, like, huge for me. So, I'm I'm very pleased. You were just tossing out stars. Yes. All of... um, all of the my recent reads except for one have four stars nice. so i'm killing it on yeah. my on my choices mine recently. have mostly been four and five stars except for previously aforementioned <laughs> reading with purpose that is yes. what we do now yes well i'm glad that you liked that i loved it i keep seeing 13 mm-hmm. on all kinds of different things though like 13 reasons why or 13 oh, yeah. ghosts or like it's, yeah 13 it's a, it's a was a thing. big thing and then seven was a big deal yeah but yeah yeah i noticed there's there's little themes kind of like right now every single historical fiction novel has a woman with her back to you on the cover all of them except the ones that i read i could go through your shelves right now and find probably two I feel like the of all of the books I have back here, two is not really a great number. How many books do you have? Like a hundred? I don't know. Didn't we catalog them once? We did, but then we Ooh. moved, and so I had to get rid of a whole bunch because I didn't want to take them with me. <sighs> so I sold a bunch back to McKay's, and I've been slowly rebuilding. And a lot of my books that I like own are on Kindle, too. True that. I think probably... 
between my shelves and Kindle, I have like 350 some odd books, but that is a lot to have on Kindle. I have a lot of books I on Kindle. I very rarely buy Kindle books. I used to work in places where I couldn't have a physical book, but mm-hmm. I could have my phone and I would sneak my phone and read it on the desk. Sure. So, no, yeah. you do what you got to do. Right. I figured out that I could read Kindle books on my PC at work. Yes. And so that is what I do a lot. And I did it so much at work that the other day I was actually reading a physical book at work. I had it on a little stand. So it stood up and I was scrolling on the mouse to try to change the page. I was like, why is this not working? That's amazing. That is how much I've been working recently. Right? Yeah. I've been working quite a lot myself. But we still have time to read. Yes. I love it. We make it work. Mm -hmm. Okay. My next book I'm going to talk about. I'm very, very excited. And that is The 10,000 Doors of January. Oh, this book is so pretty. It's gorgeous. Oh, I just saw it maybe a week ago and I was like, okay, this is something I, mean, I it definitely literally just came out. It came out on September to the tenth. So beautiful. How did you find this? That's a good question. And okay. I really don't remember. I don't know where I saw it. I think hmm. I, maybe I saw it on Facebook in the group or something. Hmm. Or it's possible it was suggested to me because it's very much in my wheelhouse. Okay, so I I know nothing of what it is, so please. Okay. Um, this is by Alex E. Harrow, by the way. Good to know. Yes, and it's about a girl named January, and in the early 1900s, she is the ward of this man, Mr. Locke, and he collects things. She has decided that she's just a collectible to him because she actually is dark-skinned okay she's she's more mixed but in but in the early 1900s that's a right and so a lot of the book is about her trying to figure out her identity where she came from her dad works for mr Locke, and he goes out on these missions and finds rare collectibles and whatever and so she's also dealing with the fact that her dad's not there Mm -hmm. i don't really fit in she she calls herself from the start an in-between girl Mm. because she's in between worlds well anyway one day, she finds a book called The Ten Thousand Doors and discovers that there are places in the world where there are doors to other worlds. Ooh. And then there's a story within the story. So the book, Ten Thousand Doors, is a story that she reads while she's telling her story. Okay. So she's writing, the book that you're reading is the book she's writing. Gotcha. And in the middle of it, there are snippets from the book she's reading. Gotcha. It's like never-ending story. Yeah. So there's like three chapter fours and two chapter fives. And, you know, Goodness. Okay. Like it, it, but you can tell when it's the book she's reading versus the book she's writing. Okay. And I'm not going to give it away because it's so... It's epic. It's really mm-hmm. good. But there are some gorgeous quotes in it. And, you know, I love me some quotes. So I'm going to read a couple of them. Okay. The first one is, I happen to believe every story is a love story if you catch it at the right moment. Mm. And I liked that. I do like that. And another is, what is written is what is true. Words and their meanings have weight in the world of matter, shaping and reshaping realities through a most ancient alchemy. Mm. I thought that was really cool. A lot of the book is about the written word. Okay. And so words have power, words have meaning. Words can change things, and that's pretty cool. Okay. But there is also this one girl inside the book, and she's talking about fallen women. 
you know, like wanton women. Yeah. So, yeah, there's footnotes all throughout the book of like humorous little things that hmm. she's decided. And one of them, it says, there is, of course, no such thing as a fallen woman, unless we are speaking of a woman who recently tripped on the stairs. One of the most difficult elements of this world is the way its social rules are simultaneously rigid and arbitrary. It is impermissible to engage in physical love before binding legal marriage, unless one is a young man of means. <laughs> Men must be bold and assertive, but only if they are light-skinned. Any persons may fall in love regardless of station, but only if it is one woman and one man. I love that. I urge you not to navigate your own life by such faulty borders, my dear. There are, after all, other worlds. I love it. Yes. And it's all of the book is filled with like different dialogue on why color matters, mm -hmm. why in this world there are such rigid structures for being white versus being black mm -hmm. or being a woman versus being a man. So it's it's about everything we like. Yes. And it's and it's a period mm -hmm. piece, but it's also a fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's also beautifully written and it's about adventure and true love and it's just it was magical i give it five stars that's fantastic magical i am so excited that you liked it yes I, i've been seeing it everywhere yes i didn't see it until last week and now i see it everywhere yes so it is definitely something that's on my radar and i'm mm -hmm. glad that someone i know has actually read it so yes. i know whether i will like it It did take me a minute to get into it because like i said it's it, i guess it's a ya i think it's a ya i have no idea well january 17 hmm. but there's also well, other I mean, people in the be, stories yeah. um but it it took me a minute to get into it just because there was no smut <laughs> and this is a terrible like, thing what is happening right but i am so glad i pushed through because it was beautiful it was literally gorgeous i'm so glad yeah and the cover of it is stunning no it's beautiful i can't wait to take a picture of it for yes for bookstagram yes and it's it's like black and it's got a doorknob in the middle of it and these gorgeous flowers Just all around, all around, it. around it yeah beautiful. It's beautiful yes um and and i was surprised that it only came out on the 10th mm -hmm. so i got it like the day it came out and read That's it really awesome. quick it was gorgeous though okay my next one you will like uh this is royal holiday by jasmine guillory she's also the author of the wedding date oh cool. the proposal i thought the cover looked familiar when mm -hmm. you yeah it's got the it. it's got the same kind of font uh but the, this was actually an arc it doesn't come out until october 1st so oh, that was cool. very exciting to yeah. read this one it's actually in the wedding date universe it's okay. the couple in the wedding date it's one of her girlfriend's mothers oh. and she's in her 50s and it oh. is a romance for her yes so we both have books about older yes. characters yay and i and it wasn't that she was like oh i'm so old and no one likes me she was just this amazing black woman that was just very secure and yeah i'm 50 but i'm hot like and i can I get think of molly shannon when you just said that i'm 50 <laughs> you know what i'm talking about no i'm super old telling my age it was in a late 90s saturday night live uh -huh. sketch um with molly shannon and she would be like i'm 50 and i can still kick oh my and jump. god <laughs> i do not really, recall really that funny. sketch well she, molly shannon's fantastic she, anyways she's and her physical comedy 
is my brilliant. One of my first kind of like quote unquote dirty movies was Superstar. <laughs> oh my god! And I That's still hysterical. to this day love that movie so much. That's so funny. Okay, so Royal Holiday. This is Vivian Forrest goes with her daughter on a trip to England because. She, her daughter is filling in for someone to be the Duchess's, a.k.a. Meghan Markle. It's never mentioned that it's Meghan, but it's obviously Meghan. Uh, she's there to fill in as her stylist. That's awesome. It's so cool. So her daughter is kind of in it, but very briefly. I believe her daughter's story is the third book, oh, okay. I think, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So it follows Vivian, and she kind of finds herself alone most of the time because her daughter's very busy. Mm-hmm. And she randomly runs into Malcolm Hudson, who is the Malcolm. queen. <laughs> so who's the queen's, as in the queen of England's, personal secretary oh and her valet yes and that what they call it that's not what they called it in the book but i have heard that term used but i thought it was i thought it was good it was it was a romance that really you know it's not gonna win a pulitzer it's it wasn't like exceptionally written there weren't any just like heart pounding moments it was just mm-hmm. It was fine. I think I still liked the wedding date a little better just because the the push and pull mm-hmm. aspect of the romance was a little different. However, this one does have a big divide in it because obviously she lives in California. He lives and works in England. So it, of course, has this big barrier in it. But I don't know. It just didn't speak to me as much. But I did think it was it was a good story. It just mm-hmm. I just didn't love it. I gotcha. But I gave it three stars. Um, I I am very glad that there was a romance written about a woman that is older. Yes. Because they just don't get those. Mm-hmm. And especially because Jasmine Guillory has previously written about people in their twenties, mm-hmm. maybe thirties. But she's she's written about younger younger yeah. people. And so I went into this not knowing what it was about. Because I assumed that it would be very similar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. She's 51. Like, this was okay. That's awesome. So that was very interesting. It wasn't yeah. advertised as a romance for older women. Oh, it was awesome. just, yeah, I like that she doesn't advertise her, her books as specifically for these types of people. Mm-hmm. She just writes them and... And they fit where they fit. Yeah. It's not and like it, she's going out there trying to be the first not, woman who wrote yeah. a over 50 novel. Yeah. She's not trying to tick boxes. She's just writing what she wants to write. That's awesome. And so I do appreciate what she's I think doing. that kind of inclusion is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So I, I definitely, I definitely was a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Just not the writing so much. Yeah. I think that's one of the things with, with the first one, Hair of My Fangs. I really appreciated that it was an older character and it wasn't put out there as an older character. And I right. get that 38 not. 50 but, but it's still, not the 20 year olds that right. are falling in love yeah yeah and so I appreciated that it was it was done that way so I sounds like that one's the same yeah yeah no I thought it was a great idea and I liked the premise but I just I don't know I guess I've been reading so many just beautifully written books mm-hmm. that it kind of fell flat for me a little bit I get that so because yeah. it just didn't have the sweeping gorgeous like, oh, I need to read this out loud yes. to somebody. Like, it, like the it 10,000 Doors of January yeah. did. It, yeah. was, it was that kind of thing. And it's okay. It, someone else will love it. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I can already tell by your face. <laughs> 
let me just say, you say, I found this author, Jade West, and I have pretty much loved everything she's written, but I cannot tell you that I am particularly thrilled to share the title names of her books. <laughs> so, what about the covers of the books? Are they bad too? This series is. This is the one you were talking about a minute ago with the... <laughs> Just the, the grabby hands yeah. and the, <laughs> the heaving bosoms. And yes. Love. Uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the stories in these. Okay. So this, this group is the first one in the series. There's four books that I've read. No, there's three books that I've read and I'm on the fourth one now. Okay. But there are only four of them, so this is the last one. They're in the same universe, like the same characters go to the same club. Okay. But they're each a standalone, so you could read them independently from each other. Gotcha. But the first one is called Dirty, Bad, Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Let me know when you're done. It's just like, I'm going to throw arrows at a dartboard and what Mm -hmm. words are chosen that I will make them a title. The thing is, it's a, it's a BDSM series. Okay. So the sex is described as dirty and bad and wrong. It's also what you would say to a dog. (laughs) That rolled in the mud. (laughs) No, you dirty, bad dog. Wow, you made it so much better. You're welcome. This is what I'm here for. Okay, well, let me tell you what I love about this book. Tell me. It's British. Love. So they're in London. Ooh, I've not read a British BDSM. Right? That's interesting. It's wonderful. They have cuppas. It's fantastic. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Anytime someone has a cuppa, I get really excited. Do you even like a cuppa of tea? Well, they have cuppas of coffee sometimes, too. Oh, I thought cuppa was specifically tea. Most of the time it is. But in this book, they say, do you want a cuppa? And it's like, yes, I'll take coffee. Do we have any British listeners? Could you guys chime in, please? Yes, I would like to know. But it's deliciously British. And I loved that. I love it. The wedding, the royal holiday was in London. So Mm -hmm. Malcolm was British and had all these wonderful. There are a few words I did have to look up. Really? Yeah, not like dirty words, just for the record. Oh, thank God. I was concerned. But apparently there's an office that this girl works at. And apparently a a bureau, B-I-R-O, is a type of pen. So she's like, I, had to, I grabbed a bunch of bureaus oh. for my desk. And I was like, what the, what, what, what did you get? <laughs> what are you getting? So I had to look that up. That was fun. Um, and just, you know, all of the locations were very British mm-hmm. and little slang things. Yeah. And some of the characters in some of the books you can tell have a more edgy, like, um, Cockney mm-hmm. accent. And so I love reading it. Nice. <laughs> it's super fun. But the first book is oh, about God, Lydia. If someone tried to seduce me. While speaking Cockney, I I don't know <laughs> if I would be excited or just laugh. But Maybe I mean, both. It depends on where you are, I guess, in, in, in life. That's so funny. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's okay. The first one's about Lydia, and she's tired of her boring life, blah, blah, blah. Well, she gets thrown a bone when her boyfriend cheats on her. Oh, wonderful. And ends up getting another woman pregnant. So, oh, my. So she leaves him. But as she's kind of falling apart, she ends up at work, and her boss, James, 
who's very dominant and controlling, sees her crying. Mm. And her tears just call out to him. (laughs) He must save her. No, he doesn't want to save her. He likes the pain. He likes her tears. Don't like that. So they go on this journey of romance. But there's also a club. So her friend, Lydia's friend, takes her to this club. Club Explicit. Mm. Which is a... Is it spelled explicit? No. It has an E on it. Dang. It's a, it's a BDSM dungeon in Soho, and it's hardcore. Okay. It's definitely hardcore and dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it makes Fifty Shades of Grey look like the Muppets. I mean, it's definitely out there, but the story is really good. Mm. So in the first one, Lydia is trying to, you know, figure out how to, I guess, lose herself. Okay. Or, I mean, find herself. And James is trying to figure out how to not be so controlling. Okay. And they work out their differences through sex. Wonderful. Right? As you do. Yes. Um, but the... And, and James has a different persona when he goes to the club. And he wears a mask. And so oh. she doesn't know that it's him <gasps> for a while. And it ends up being her boss. Oh, my. And it's just... Yeah. What a conundrum. Yeah. Um, the second one is about this girl who works for like low income housing and she comes across this younger guy who is a bit on the fringes of society rough around the edges and they form a relationship and so they go to the club as well okay okay the third one is a bit posh and bex um yeah so there's this girl she works as a chat line talker operator And she has a mystery caller that calls in. And so her fantasy is sex with strangers. Okay. So she blindfolds herself and meets up with the guy. And she doesn't know it's him. And so they go on this whole thing about her fantasies or whatever. And he's falling in love with her. And she's falling in love with him. But it turns out he's a really famous soccer star. Or footballer, as they say in I was like, where does the posh and Bex come in? Well, a footballer. (laughs) I love it. Right. And he has this really famous wife who... (gasps) Um, is estranged from him, but they keep up public appearances. But she used to be in a girl band, and that's where the Posh and Bex thing comes in. Gotcha. Okay. But he and the wife hate each other, and they just neither one of them will give in because he wants the house and she won't give it up. Gotcha. So they're staying together because of that. And then there's Gemma, who doesn't want to be famous and who's a little chubby and they talk about that and how awesome that is Mm -hmm. and how she has the curves and how she's real and funny and I love it and so then it's about Jason and Gemma and their story and the wife and how he works all that out Mm -hmm. and it's just wonderful it's fun it's British it's smut (laughs) it's all things that I like all the boxes right and it does have a really really good storyline like each book is not just the smut. It's there as like a thing, but it's not the most important thing. Okay. Uh, and the stories are just really good. They're really good at character development mm-hmm. and bringing the people where they need to be and then finding what they need to find okay. and helping each other. And there's happily ever afters and British wonderful. smut. And it's just wonderful. That sounds lovely. Yes. And I'll probably continue reading anything I can find by Jade West because I just love it. <laughs> I love the smut and the British. It's fantastic. (laughs) You have found your kink. Yes. (laughs) Perhaps. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep us across the pond. And I am going to talk about 
Stalking Jack the Ripper. Yes. By Carrie Man- Maniscalco. Ooh, Ooh, that was I, a rough one. Ooh, I had to think about it. Okay. So this one has, uh, this is a series. The fourth and final book just came out last week. So I was like, obviously, Yay. now I will start. Yes. So I have read the, I, I have finished the first two and I even text uh, texted our friend of the podcast, Caitlin, that was on here a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and was like, do you have the third book? Can I borrow it? right now <laughs> she was like sure i'll meet you here that's so funny. i did i ran in pajamas yesterday and picked up that book so that's i can start it immediately that's amazing mm-hmm. so the first book stalking jack the ripper this follows audrey rose okay listen to how perfect this is for me okay so audrey rose is 17 british she wants to study forensic medicine but she's a female and it's right. 1890 right and so women do not go to college. They don't. They don't want to. Right. They shouldn't want to learn medicine. They need to be concerned about their future husband, what they're going to wear when they leave the house. Very domestic. And the next tea party they're attending. So just very stupid, silly crap. So Audrey Rose, her uncle is a quite famous British forensic scientist as much of a scientist that that they could be in that era right and the Jack the Ripper cases have started and so it's kind of a retelling of the Jack Jack the Ripper murders but with Audrey Rose trying to find out who he is why he's doing this all of this and she starts attending her uncle's classes at night as a boy and happens to meet mr thomas cresswell who is vying currently for my favorite fictional male wow he's about to knock out will harrendale if he if he and you know what i think is interesting is that you don't like period stuff all that much i don't but my two favorites yes are periods are, are is this one it I have not finished it, so I don't know how it ends. Mm-hmm. But it's looking very good. Yeah. And then also the Infernal Devices. like They're both I, set in the 1890s. I have lost my soul to this series, and I've not yet ever been able to be the same. Right. And it's, it's something about the drama of that time period, and it's about these guys who are feminists and supporting the women Mm -hmm. that they love and supporting them in their hunt for equality and just the the beautiful things that they say about love and it's just wonderful and i just i love it so much that's awesome so the first one is stalking jack the ripper the second one i just finished yesterday is hunting prince dracula um and then i'm currently on escaping from houdini which is on a boat Nice. And they're all Amber or they are all Audrey Rose. Audrey. Yes. Audrey Rose. I was and they <laughs> Amber all, Rose. That's a whole other person. That is another person. <laughs> but it they are all like back to back to back. Like the second one starts a few weeks after the first. The third one starts moments after the second. Oh nice. So they're very close together in time. And I'm loving them. That sounds like something I would love. You would love I it. I cannot wait to read it then. It's fantastic so far. And I am, I, 
I'm very excited to see how it ends. I am nervous mm-hmm. because I I really wanted, I've been wanting another series that just kind of just knocks me out. Mm-hmm. It was the Infernal Devices They're hard to come by. Yeah. And then, of course, I loved uh, Court of Thorns and Roses. I'm, I'm still not okay. Resand is like one of my most favorite guys. Will Harrendell from Infernal Devices is one mm-hmm. of my most favorite guys. Mr. Cresswell is... Uh, very quickly climbing yeah, the ladder. That's awesome. Yeah. So I am I'm very much in love. Mm-hmm. They're gorgeous covers. Caitlin actually yes. mentioned hunt, hunting Prince Dracula in our mm-hmm. beautiful covers episode. And she is right. It is beautiful. I can't wait to take pictures of these. Yay. It's it's wonderful. I'm loving them so much. That's awesome. Yes. So I I ended up reading four and a half ish books. Nice. Since we last uh I talked have a couple about. others. Um I'll just briefly mention the the newest Black Dagger book came out, mm. and that um, I read it, and it was so amazing, <laughs> so amazing. And I can't wait. The next one will come out in January, and it was the the one that I just read was the sub series. Gotcha. So there's like the main guys, and then they start a training program for new people. And the one I just finished was the last one in that series. So that series is technically done, or it was just the most recent. Um, the series about the trainees technically is done because they've gone through all of the trainees okay but they could add more okay but you can't read them as standalones they have to be read in context with the bigger series just kind of like as novellas you know gotcha um they won't make any sense out of order the hugest novellas i've ever seen right there there was like almost 400 pages or something 50 or something so i read it it was wonderful it was magic I started another, and I'll probably just talk about it in our next episode. That's Enchante. Mm. Uh, and then I almost started Cruel Prince, but I realized that the third book in that series is not even out yet. So it's not a finished series yet. I'm so proud of you for checking. Yeah, I almost didn't. Um, but someone brought it to my attention. Mm. But it should be out in November, so I can oh, finish so it. soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think I may be safe to start the first one sometime soon Mm -hmm. I just I was apprehensive because I don't I don't want I don't have that kind of time in my life for Mm -hmm. another wait yeah you know no I feel you the wait for the kingdom of ash was enough Mm -hmm. like I don't ever want to do that again right and no I mean technically a court of thorn and roses is unfinished right now Mm. a court of frost and starlight leaves you with a bit of ambiguity it does but it's the precursor to a new series that will be featuring nesta and i'm nesta makes me angry i'm struggling with the thought of having to read her like her perspective and her thoughts Mm -hmm. because currently i hate her right but i think that that's part of the that's part of the intrigue right probably for some people sure but Cassian's going to be there. Um, I do. I know. I like him. Um, and I, I, I was, <laughs> You said that so begrudgingly. I mean, like, I don't care. I mean, I like you. It's fine. Oh, he's not Resand. Like, he's not. True. He's not him. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I would like to know how Elaine fares. Um, yes. I need to know who she picks. Like, I need that information yeah. yesterday. So, I. But, yeah. No, the first trilogy is finished. But it'll start up again from Nesta's point of view. Yes. But I don't know when that will be because Sarah G. Mass, I believe, has a an adult novel coming out. And I don't know when. I can't remember what it's this about This is something we are going to look up immediately. Yes. But I am 90% sure that she has a 
that she has an adult novel coming out soon. I'm so excited because yes. her YAs are the smuttiest smut I've ever seen. Well, yeah, for YA, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what she would do with an Ooh. adult audience. I'm adding Jade West to my list of authors I will follow to the end of time. Your ride or die. I yeah. love it. So Sarah J. Mass is there and Jade West is going to be there. And I need to finish Evelyn Hugo. Or sorry, Evelyn Hugo. Oh my Hugo, God, yes so you I do. So I can add Taylor Jenkins to Taylor Jenkins Reid is on my ride or die list. Yes. I, I follow her on Instagram. I do too. She's been posting different um, Evelyn Hugo editions in different countries. Yeah, they're really so pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I, I need to get a copy of mm-hmm. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I only own two of hers. Uh, I own the ARC of Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. And then I own One True Loves. And I mm. haven't read it yet. Both of my Taylor Jenkins I got in my book of the month. Mm. They're both book of the month books, which yeah. is cool. I thought it was really interesting that The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was featured as a book of a month pick after Daisy Jones and the Six, even though it's a backlist of hers. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... Daisy Jones came out and there was such a I think outcrying so. of like love for her that yeah. they're like, hey, let's add this on here too. Well, and it's so weird because I like to think of myself as a person that knows or as has at least heard of all the big authors. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of Taylor Jenkins Reid until Daisy Jones and the right. Six. And I suggested it, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad because I wouldn't have picked it up on my own because the 70s music decade is not my favorite. And so I would have just been like, eh, like yeah. maybe later. And so I'm very glad that you chose it. But yeah, I had never heard of her until then. And mm-hmm. she's got mm, four books, four or five, oh, something cool. like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'd never heard of her. And I don't know if sometimes I just keep my head in YA and which I have done yes. in years past. I am trying very hard to. I am not trying real hard to get out of my. <laughs> I'm kind of pigeonholed real bad in this. But I mean, you know, when you find something you love, just reading should be enjoyable and it yeah. should be fun. And if you're not reading something that you love, what are you doing? Right. Like a lot of people that are not young adults kind of are embarrassed of the fact that they they like YA books. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? If I like it. It's going Mm -hmm. to be a great book, and there's no reason that you should ever be ashamed of liking a very good book. And I think that there's definitely stigma with the smutty Mm -hmm. books that I read, and so sometimes I'm apprehensive about talking about them, but I just, you know, I feel like I'm at a point in my life that I just don't care. It doesn't... No. Like, you're not hurting anybody. Right. It's... If, if I want to read this and I like it, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Reading is just... Reading is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And there are probably some people out there that wish they could find smutty but well-written books, and you are helping them find that. Yes. I think that's good. And eventually, I am going to pick up one of those, but not today. Not today, I have I have so many. I have so many books. (sighs) Me too. And I have... And I'm really struggling to get back into the non-smutty swing of things because I just feel like they're a little slow and boring right now. Mm. And that's terrible. And I don't want to feel that way. And I think The 10,000 Doors really kind of helped with that. Yeah. And I'm about halfway through um, Enchante, so I think that's helping. And so maybe I'll stay away from the smut for a little bit and just see if I can get my footing back under me. Yeah. Well, October, I think, is going to keep you on your toes for a little bit. We We have some great episodes coming up from October, Yes, we are very excited about our October episodes, so... It's going to be a good month for reading. Yes, yes. And so maybe that'll help you find some stuff and kind of get your branch out there a little bit. Yeah. 
And then next episode is our Soul of an Octopus. I know we kind of have been talking about that for several episodes, but we're finally going to yes. break down and, and talk about it next um, week. And it's not a very big book. It's out in paperback already. And I like that it's an older book. So it mm-hmm. like if someone wanted to read it along mm-hmm. with us, it wouldn't and be. And I really don't know anything about it. So I'm just kind of dive in. I, and from what I understand, it's short stories about uh, featuring different octopus octopi octopuses i'm pretty sure it's octopi sure we'll do a fact check on that guys yeah sure will (laughs) but yeah so that's can you say octopuses again octopuses that was really funny um so from what i understand that what is it might be so wrong but I just really Sometimes wanted to. Sometimes it's fun to jump into books you don't really know anything I about. I love to do that. I love when people are like, what are you reading? And I'll tell them, be like, oh, what's it about? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I just, I like, I, I really think the animal octopus is really cool. Yeah. Very intelligent. You know, they're also. so clever. They're so intelligent. They're like escape yeah. artists yeah. and stuff. That's why I was like, oh, yes, this is for me. Have you seen the second Nemo movie, Finding Dory? Yeah. Where the octopus, like, sneaks out. I don't know why that's... I, that's who's going to be in my head while we read this book. Yeah. That's going to be the octopus. That's fine. It works. I wonder if I could, like, somehow get to the aquarium with my book just so I could take a picture. I mean, just put it in your bag. But then I have to, like, pay and go to the aquarium. <laughs> well, I do I believe they still have lemurs, and I love lemurs. They do. They're in the freshwater one. Mm-hmm. They're in the same. They're in the top top right next to the butterfly garden. Yes. I saw them in June. Yay. But yeah. Every time I hear of lemurs, I think of Julian from Madagascar. Oh, I think of Zabumafu. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> no! That's a word you just made up. No one knows. <laughs> so there was this, I think it was like a PBS show and it was titled Zabumafu and it was about this lemur and these two brothers that were like zoologists or something like that and they would get into like little hijinks with Zabumafu the lemur. Guys, I will find that it. That is a word you made up. No, I swear to Jesus. I will find this and I will put it in show you notes. Know the, you know the game categories? Yeah. And it has that dice with all the letters on it. <laughs> you just rolled it and that's what you came up with. No, it is real. I will prove it. I will find it. It will be in show notes, okay. y'all. Well, I like King Julian because he likes to move it, move it. Yeah, he's fine, but he's no Zabumafu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce this word that you're saying zabumafu (laughs) all right i don't think i want to pronounce this word that you're saying it's fine you will love him okay lemur hijinks are the best (laughs) all right well i think that's all we've got for today guys yeah i mean we've got books we've got octopuses and zabumafu i think it's octopi i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with octopuses cool (laughs) is it like um fishes yeah they used to be just fish and now people say fishes yeah cool Mm -hmm. all right well stay tuned for the next daring adventures (laughs) of Susie and tavia it's a (laughs) boomafoo all right guys Bye. bye